I will uh, officially call the meeting to order. This is the uh, March 29th meeting of the Human Rights, the Iowa City Human Rights Commission. Uh, so tonight, as we call roll, uh, we have some several guests with us, including the assistant city manager. So welcome. Uh, I thought since we're uh, since you know, this is your first time visiting us that we could, as I call your name, if you just want to do a real brief introduction of you know who you are and what you do, kind of thing, and, and so that they can and that'll be for all of our guests as well. So. Uh, where's my list of people? I can check them out. <laughs> well, so first of all, I'm Jason Glass. I'm the, the chair this year. Uh, my, uh, my other job is I teach at the Tippie College of Business. I was a 20-year human resources professional in the area and, and about three years ago transitioned to teaching, teaching first as an adjunct and now, uh, now full-time. And I'm also a 28-year member of the Iowa National Guard. So I was... Uh, I'm a member of the 34th Army Band, so I get to play music for my Army job, which is you know, pretty cool gig, uh, where I'm a saxophone player and the drum major for, for the unit, so, so, and, and, and do some Army things along the way as well, so not just music. So that's me, uh, Ashley. My name is Ashley Lindley. I'm the vice chair this year for the Human Rights Commission into my third year. It's been awesome so far, so hopefully it continues that way. I'm currently a master's of social work student at the University of Iowa, just about to finish my first year. I'm also a practicum student over at the Rape Victim Advocacy Program, so I have understandably been very busy as we gear up for Sexual Assault Awareness Month. My name is Mark Priest. I'm a retired Lutheran pastor. I retired from a congregation here in Iowa City. I still fill in for area congregations between the river and Interstate 35. I try not to go north of Highway 20. Um, I'm also um, the nonprofit representative on the uh, Rotary Kerber Heart Safe Community Campaign. Uh, I'm really excited to have been part of a American Heart Association spring meeting this morning as a um, bystander rescuer. A lot of times the Heart Association talks to people that survive with the help of CPR, and this was one of those times they listened to somebody like me that dealt with what I would, and I'm looking at the officers here today, they understand about the, the post-traumatic stress. I'm glad you're here, Redmond. Roger. My name is Roger Lusala. This is my second year as a commissioner. For my daytime job, I'm a chief executive officer for a local company here, human, uh, human service company that serves individuals with disabilities in Iowa City, Coralville, North Liberty, and uh, Solon. Uh, my other fun job, I'm a soccer coach for local kids here. I've been coaching soccer for 20 years, so that's the fun part of my community connection. So. Uh, I'm an immigrant of Congo. I actually just flew back from Congo last night after that 24 hours flight. So I enjoy uh, connecting with people and traveling the world. So, Tony. Oh, uh, I have Tony Sun Toppenith. Uh, I am a property manager here for a local company and um, recently came a social media manager for another company. That's a real job, social media manager, <laughs> so everyone knows. <laughs> um, I get to play on Facebook and Instagram all day. Um, and then kind of like, like Roger, my fun job, as most people on this board knows, I, I consider myself a semi-pro slow-pitch softball player. <laughs> <laughs> I travel a lot for softball, but I don't get paid for it. Um, and it's my first year on the commission. <laughs> Great. Siri. 
Hi, my name is Siri Brune. Um, I am in my first full year um, with this commission. I just joined last fall and um, I'm a public high school teacher. I teach at City High. Um, I teach science classes both for our general population and for English language learners. Um, and so that is pretty much the source of my passion and my interest in being here. Um, on, additionally, I am almost I'm in my last uh, term, ready to finish my master's in legal studies from WashU in St. Louis, and I'm hoping to apply that um, to improve the state of education. So um, that's my big high in the sky goal, but um, I'm grateful to be here to give a voice to our students. Sylvia. Yeah. Um, I'm Sylvia Johns. This is my first year on the Human Rights Commission, my second meeting. Um, for work, I serve as lead of global fellowships, partnerships, and initiatives at the Institute of International Education, where uh, I oversee peace building projects, um, scholars at risk programs, um, National Science Foundation fellowships, and other grants. Cool. And perfect timing, Ali. So we're just doing roll call and a brief introduction, if you would. Sorry for late. Name is Ali Ahmed. This is my uh, second term, maybe. Okay. Thank you. And that, so we're just missing Bijou tonight. So we'll see if she makes it. Uh, say a couple words just so. Oh, please. Just, just a couple. I'm not going to tie up the <laughs> meeting at, 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 by no means, but I just want to introduce myself, uh, Redmond Jones, and uh, Deputy City Manager uh, for the City of Iowa City. Uh, I, I do have some experience with uh, serving as the uh, state commissioner on the Human Rights Commission, so I appreciate your your, your struggles and, and sometimes pains, but also some joys that come along the way. So appreciate the work that you do, and uh, thanks for giving me a couple minutes just to say thank you, and nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. And welcome. I was a, a, a served a term on the state human rights board as well from 2012 to 2016. So I, I must have missed you. I think we must have overlapped. Go back. A little farther back. Yeah, 2008 maybe. I think. Okay. All right. Uh, next order of business is the reading of the land acknowledgement. Uh, is anybody like to volunteer to do that this time around? Siri, right, go ahead. Okay. Um, Iowa City owes its existence to the many indigenous peoples who were the original stewards of this land and who were subjected to manipulation and violence by non-native settlers, invaders, and governments in order to make this moment possible. Acknowledgement of this truth is central to our work towards reconciliation across all barriers of difference and injustice. Starting with a Native American land acknowledgement, this commission will bear witness to the legacies of violent displacement, migration, and settlement that have marginalized those who were the first inhabitants of this land. We must also address the mistreatment and exclusion that Native Americans continue to face today. The Ad Hoc Truth and Reconciliation Commission and the Human Rights Commission encourage the community and the city of Iowa City to join us in these efforts through the use of a Native American land acknowledgement. And now I will read that land <laughs> acknowledgement. Thank okay, you for your good. patience. Um, I just practiced. Um, 
We meet today in the community of Iowa City, which now occupies the homelands of Native American nations to whom we owe our commitment and dedication. The area of Iowa City was within the homelands of the Iowa, Meskwaki, and Sauk. And because history is complex and time goes far back beyond memory, we also acknowledge the ancient connections of many other indigenous peoples here. The history of broken treaties and forced removal that dispossessed indigenous peoples of their homelands was and is an act of colonization and genocide that we cannot erase. We implore the Iowa City community to commit to understanding and addressing these injustices as we work towards equity, restoration, and reparations. And now, I am finished. <laughs> you did great, you. Siri. That, that was, that was a, a happy accident. Sure. So I, I yes. think that's a good thing that, to have that purpose read occasionally as well. So thank you. Um, I'm going to skip approval of the minutes, if, if I could, because I want to get to our guests, because I know that you know, they have other things to get to. So let's uh, move to uh, introduction with, of the uh, uh, Iowa City police officers. So do you want to introduce them? For those that may have forgotten, I am Daisy Torres. I am the Community Outreach Assistant for the Iowa City Police Department. I also serve as the, lia the liaison between the PD and the Commission um, for any types of collaborations that might be beneficial to both groups. I have with me some officers. They are newbies. We are introducing them so that you all get to know them. If you see them on the street, you can say hello. Um, and hopefully they become, well, ideally they never become a resource, like hopefully you're never victims of crimes or anything, but should you ever need them or just want to say hello, we're introducing them today. We can start with. Hi, my name's Alma Avila. Um, before Iowa City, I was with Corville for two years. I am also in the National Guard as a behavioral health specialist. Um, that's just, <coughs> not that fun side but my fun side I like to uh, play soccer and then travel and just hang out with friends and family nice great well welcome welcome, welcome. hi I'm Melanie Long uh, I worked at the University of Iowa Police Department for two years before switching over here I originally moved to Iowa City to attend university I studied music performance so I've played clarinet for 15 years and piano for 20 years um, and in my spare time, I like to travel internationally, and so I've been to 10 countries, um, and play music, obviously, and hang out with my family. Welcome. Welcome. We need to talk. My wife was a uh, clarinet performance major at Iowa, too, so. Oh, yeah. uh -huh. <laughs> I'm Alex Hirschis. I came from Sumner, Iowa Police Department. I was there for three years. Um, my free time, I like to go for walks with my dog and hang out with my girlfriend. Oh, what kind of dog? She's a black lab and blue healer mix. Oh, okay. Ooh, You're so brave. Nice. Very young. <laughs> 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 that hits home. <laughs> Hello, my name's Cade Burma. Um, I moved to Iowa City in 2016. I attended the University of Iowa and studied economics and public policy. Um, graduated from Iowa. I began working for the city of North Liberty as a police officer. Um, and working on my master's degree as well. I'm fortunate to say I only have like two classes left, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> getting that in Almost congrats, justice. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and in my free time, I like to spend time outdoors and do things outside. Welcome. 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 So young. <laughs> 
I want to do it from back here. My name is Oscar Mackney. Uh, I've been with Iowa City for like four years now. Um, before this, I went to Iowa State, the best university in all of the state of Iowa. Are you sure? <laughs> At least that's what I tell people. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure you're going to get a lot of people believing you. In, in this I'm in the wrong city. <laughs> um, I got my bachelor's there, and then I've been here ever since, and I'm training off the Hurges, so. Great. Well, welcome to the best university. In the <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any questions for um? If not, I, they are free to go. Well, I would just say, I, mean, I just want to, say, as, as Daisy mentioned, I mean, we, it's nice to meet all of you and see your faces so that you know, we can recognize you if we're seeing, if you see in the community, but vice versa. So if you see us out there, then, then say hello and please let us know if there's anything that we can do uh, to help you. You've got a challenging job that is, a, is vital to the community and uh, you have we want to make sure that we have a good relationship with, with all of you collectively. I think I speak for the commission when I say that as well. I so. would add, based on my experience with the American Heart Association this morning, you folks are first responders, and we're so grateful for the energy and courage you have to do that. Thank you. Yep. So thank you for joining. It sounds like many of you have been in the community for a while or very close by, so, but welcome to the Iowa City Police Department, and uh, we're excited to have you. So. And have a good shift. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so backing up to agenda item three is the approval of the meeting minutes. So we'll have take a look at those. Uh, can I have a motion to approve? So move. I second. Moved and seconded. Any discussion or any issues or corrections? Hearing none, uh, all in favor of approving the minutes say aye. 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 Any opposed? Motion carries. Uh, we'll back up for pub public comment. So is there anyone else from the public that would like to make a comment of, of issues that are not on the agenda that's here tonight? So. I, I figure I should talk. <laughs> <laughs> You're more than welcome, Chief. Come Houston. on, Chief. <laughs> Most of you have met through Zoom. I'm the chief of police for Iowa City, and as I watched Daisy introduce our new officers, I kind of felt like that was a missed opportunity. I apologize. But one thing I just wanted to say about them, and they've already heard me say it, so they're not missing anything. Those four that you saw are what we call certified officers. So they've already been police officers, as they mentioned. Three of them were police officers in the county of Johnson County. So they are at an enormous advantage. They've been police officers in this community, and we found uh, the rest of the agencies in the county aren't really happy with me, but we found that we're able to hire those folks. It really helps us a lot because they are already invested in the community. They already live in the community. They're familiar with our unique challenges. So it's, we've been very lucky to have an agency that is able to attract those people. And I think it's largely because of groups like this that people want to come here because they feel the community engagement that may not be may not take place in all communities around here so we're very lucky but uh, I just wanted to say that real quick and I thought hey, I'm just sitting back there like a buck on a log <laughs> <laughs> but there are some new faces since the last time we spoke so it's a pleasure to talk to you thank you thank you, Chief. Thank you. Thank, thanks you. for coming uh, agenda item six discussion and input on race-based calls campaign so the night of introductions. Yes. Uh, 
All right, good evening. My name is Lee Hermiston. I'm the public information officer for the Iowa City Police and Fire Departments. Uh, unlike most of our guests tonight, I am not a police officer. I've never been a police officer, and I do not play one on TV. Um, so, uh, like your agenda said, we're here to talk about race-based phone calls. Uh, essentially what that means is it's a call to police when uh, no crime, no emergency is taking place. It's solely based on the color of someone's skin. Uh, this is not something that we as a city track, uh, but we have heard from members of the community that this is a concern of theirs. So, uh, part of the uh, restructuring plan is to try to address this. We had, uh, those of you familiar with the plan might recall that we had originally uh, sought to maybe leverage our legislative delegation, profession, professional associations and stakeholders to introduce legislation at the state level to address this. However, at this time, we're not pursuing that route and we're going with a public awareness campaign instead. Uh, what that will involve ideally is a press release, uh, a video, uh, social media, campaign and uh, hopefully leveraging some of our local media partners such as TV, newspapers, radio, what have you. Um, so why am I here? You guys are sort of the authority on uh, these matters and what we really want from you guys is both buy-in on this but also endorsement. Uh, we'd like you to leverage your contacts in the community and just your stature as folks that the community looks to for uh, guidance on these matters to sort of say, we support this, we're all about this, but also you have connections in the community that I don't, that Chief Liston doesn't, that we hope you can leverage to really spread the word on this. Because again, uh, a public awareness campaign isn't gonna be very effective if we're not reaching all segments of the public. Um, I'm also might be contacting some of you individually uh, for participation in the video that I mentioned uh, earlier. Uh, we'd like to get uh, possibly Chief Liston involved as well as Mayor Teague. Um, I'd also just like to note that this effort would align with your uh, implicit bias summer series where we're trying to get folks to think about, you know, this, this frame of mind that they're in when they're making these phone calls so that we can try to deter them in the future. Uh, that was really quick, and so um, public speaking is not why I was hired, but uh, <laughs> if you guys have any questions, I know that you haven't seen any of the materials yet. We're working on it. We have a wonderful team in the communications office that has um, a graphic ready. Um, we haven't started on the video. We wanted to get uh, some feedback from you guys first, make sure this is a direction you're comfortable going in. Um, but we've got a great staff that is gonna to put together some really uh, phenomenal work on this that we're very excited to share with the community, uh, hopefully here in the next couple months. So again, uh, if you have any questions, I'll do my best to answer those for you now. Yeah. Yeah, um, thanks for sharing. I wonder if you might touch on the goals of the campaign and any actionable or any outputs that you foresee tracking? You said that, you know, previously that there wasn't tracking being done of, of these type of calls, but with this campaign, you know, um, are there specific outputs that you're hoping to achieve through the goals? Themselves? Sure. 
you know, when, when we're not measuring to begin with, it might be difficult mm -hmm. to measure outcomes. So what I think we're really going to be looking for initially is feedback from the community and trying to, um, you know, get the message across that this is not something that's tolerated at Iowa City, that, um, you know, maybe more than anything that we've heard the concerns, that we take them seriously, that we are addressing them at a city level, um, that it's not just lip service to say, hey, we hear you, um, we're gonna take care of this, but to really, you know, put the efforts that we can into this. Uh, other communities across the nation have addressed this in various ways. There have been ordinances. Um, it's my understanding with guidance from our city attorney's office that that's not something that we can do at the city level mm. is to create a law. But really um, just to, I think, make every member of our community feel more at home, feel protected, feel that uh, they can enjoy everything that Iowa City has to offer without being concerned that um, a misguided member of the community is going to uh, you know, ruin their day somehow. Mm. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's great. When is the kickoff? <laughs> uh, we're, we're hoping late spring. Okay. Um, once we, uh, it's, it sounds like you guys are on board, so that'll get um, the folks in my office moving, and uh, we'll have to coordinate schedules and try to get um, the rest of those materials together. The, the video will be the biggest part, but we've yep. got uh, an amazing team that I think will be able to work. Uh, quickly on that. So I, we're hoping for maybe uh, May or that time period as folks start to, today's not the best day to talk about the weather, yep. but uh, hopefully soon winter will be behind us. And uh, as folks are getting out and enjoying our, our parks and trails and whatnot, uh, we think this would be an ideal time to uh, get that message on the forefront of everyone's minds. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. I, go ahead. Okay. Um, you talked a little bit at the beginning about this, that you were entertaining possibly taking this to be a state level. Um, can you talk about why that wasn't pushed forward in a campaign at the local level was the, the, the result in the end? You know, I, I don't think I can speak to that. Okay. that that's probably a question best directed. Uh, I don't want to put Redmond on the spot, <laughs> but possibly to the city manager's office. Um, I, I take my guidance from them and, and do as I'm told. Um, and so I just know at, at this time, this is the route that we think is going to be most effective. Okay. But just, just a clarifying point there. If, if, there, if you feel like there may be a need in the future for something to a, a more specific action, maybe at that state level, it sounds like you guys looked at the city level and that's just not an option within the city. Would, would that be still on the floor um, as, as, as a possible option in the future? Right, I'm not aware of anything that's been definitively ruled out. And I would like to add that there is a law in the state of Iowa that um, is, is somewhat applicable in this case, uh, making a false 911 call. That applies to any situation in which uh, you're calling 911 reporting an emergency when it's not in fact an emergency. Uh, some of these cases that could potentially apply. Chief Liston could speak to this better than I could, but it's it's my understanding that's a difficult case to prove and it's, it's a difficult charge. In really egregious cases, that is something that is possibly in our playbook. Mm -hmm. um, but really what we're trying to do, I, I would compare it maybe to our mask mandate where mm -hmm. 
we're trying to get compliance through education yeah. rather okay. than um, fines, jail time, things of that nature. We want folks to do this because it's the right thing to do, not because it's illegal. Yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, kind of a related question, and this may be for you or for Chief Liston too, is that, yeah, I get that that's not tracked. I can, I can, I can just in my, quickly in my head, I can imagine the challenges with tracking, because you, know, you don't know if it's a really a false claim or if it's a misunderstood claim or something like that, and whether or not there's bias involved, because I can't read somebody's mind. But you, do you have a, you, do you have a sense for if, it, that this has been an issue? You mentioned that you've had some, you know, maybe just from complaints or from, you know, anecdotally from, from stories that you've heard. I think that's what it is, more anecdotally. We had this conversation a couple days ago because I anticipated this question. Mm -hmm. We both did. Um, right? Well, is, is it a problem? Are we seeing it? And as you guys may or may not know, dis a 911 call goes out to the JEC, which is a countywide dispatch. So they don't just dispatch for the Iowa City Police Department. They dispatch for the county. They dispatch for North Liberty, um, all the law enforcement agencies in the county. Um, they certainly have training on, on that, but it's one of the things that we're dealing with. Uh, I talk about it almost every day on diverting calls that aren't necessarily law enforcement calls, but mm -hmm. that's a tough ask because the people who answer the phone at 911, they're not really sure what's going on. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to be the one that says, oh, well, you don't need law enforcement, you need this, and then it turns out maybe they do. So mm -hmm. that's, that's a long-term goal we're looking at, is how we can better divert calls to agencies and services that are more apt to handle the actual problem. But we're at the ground stages of that. I think there's a lot of different agencies in the community that can help with that. Mobile crisis is a big one. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be leaning on them a lot. Um, but to answer your question, do I think it's a big problem? I honestly don't. I think Iowa City uh, is a unique community where I, I don't think it's a, a big problem, but some people do have that concerns. We have mm -hmm. certainly seen anecdotal cases around the country. You guys may have heard some in New York City or wherever. Mm -hmm. um, so that puts it on people's radar and then they become concerned about it. And, it's, and with our good communication team, I think we have an opportunity now to get ahead of this. Mm -hmm. So I have one suggestion and one offer of help. One, the, the suggestion is kind of what to what Sylvie mentioned is think about what this is going to be a, 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 a advocacy or awareness campaign. So think about what your measures of success are. So I mean, obviously you'll have social media stats and how many people you've reached and all those kind of things too. But you know, so challenge yourself to think about what is you know if, when you do all that. You know, since we don't have clear metrics on calls, think about what is at the end of this. How will you know if you you did what you were set out to do? So. Yeah, and I, that's then this challenge. The offer of help is just uh, as you're putting together those materials or messaging. Uh, I yeah, I would certainly welcome the chance to to review those, or if you want to pilot them, or if there's some if you want to get other sets of eyes from some of the people up here that have diverse experiences and are in different parts of the community. That you know, we, we're a resource to help you in case that we can you know help you fine tune those in ways that might be reach more people or be better messaging so sure. i appreciate that and and certainly uh we work closely with stephanie and i imagine that uh, she's already seen some of these materials and we'll be seeing final drafts as well so i appreciate that offer sure good any Thank other you. questions or no, I just one other thought came to mind is with the diversity that is iowa city it might be interest of interest to think about um having one or, or two of the materials translated into another language you probably are, your comp seems probably already thinking about that but um, just to spread it out to make sure everyone understands the message clearly it's a great suggestion thank you absolutely thanks
All right. Thank you very much for your time. <laughs> yes, thank, thank you. Guys. Thanks for coming thank in. Sorry, can I ask? Can I just ask one oh, sure. <laughs> or put one other thought out there? I, maybe I missed this, but I'm not sure do, if your media outreach um, extends to a lot of young people. And I'm just wondering, I'm, I'm trying to imagine in my head how that could um, be viewed in, in schools potentially, because I'm just thinking like in terms of when people learn how they're going to use the police, it's so much younger than this. And I mean, I think people learn that within the first five years of their life. And so I would imagine if there's some variant of this video that could be made accessible for young people so that they learn the police as a different tool, that might be really powerful. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. Thank you. I'd be happy to help try to, I don't know, um, help the right people be in the room together to make that, that possible. But. That sounds great. I also will just agree with what she was saying because I was just thinking about uh, your social media and young people, what she said. Uh, with immigrants and refugees and the language barrier, the younger are the one that's teaching their parents, you know, things. So it's a great idea to have the younger one, to have another set for younger people to know how to use 911 or not. Cool. That's great. Okay. Good suggestions. All right. Thank, thank, you. thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Next uh, item on the agenda is the funding request for United yes. Action for Youth. So, <laughs> is it here? Next to you, but I'm over this here. One? Right here. Okay. <laughs> We've got a. Thank you. Right on. Oh, that's a me. Do you want to be Siri today, though? Just <laughs> <laughs> an offer. For the purpose of conversation, I'll recommend that we approve this application. I'll second that. Okay, any discussion? If you haven't had a chance to read it, this is for the, uh, what was the rescheduled Martin Luther King Day Youth Summit event that we held at the rec center. I was part of the committee that helped with that. So it was to help, help defray some of the costs of, of that event. So, which included um, some training from the um, ACLU on student rights, uh, there was a like a restorative circle that that they did, and then there was uh, some youth activities after that. With I think it was roller skating <laughs> in the in the, the rec center and everything too with the DJ. So, so. I, just a, a question I have, um, you know, and I and I and I and I posed it um, already, but just a point of clarification. You know, last meeting we reviewed a number of applications, um, and just wondering, is there a difference? and the applications that we reviewed previously and the goal of this funding request that's on an ad hoc basis. So, so yes, so the, the, the grants that we approved are specific, you know, the, racial, the social justice and racial equity grants mm -hmm. that, we, that we do for specific projects. Mm -hmm. We also have a, a, a limited budget to help with, you know, it's usually a couple hundred dollars here and there for mm -hmm. annual events. So the grants wouldn't apply to these kind of events because they are annual or, or one-off, you know, kind of things instead of a, a larger project or, or grant. So, uh, and there's a number of these that we have typically sponsored throughout the year. year. So, yeah. Yeah. I just so. wonder, like, I wasn't here for the last discussion, um, but I know that the Chinese Association went forward and that that is an event and this is an event. So just, I just am trying to understand, yeah. you know. The, the biggest differences is there's only about 2,000 on the budget. Mm -hmm. 
relationship, so the, the amount for social justice racial equity grant is an organization at this time grants for up to 25,000. Right, okay. So they're, they're, the purpose is different, but that doesn't mean that a grant application may not overlap with a, a program or an Okay. This is specifically for like an effective program. And most of the time in the past, people would come and it was an informal process. And oftentimes they may have been getting money from other city boards or commissions. Well, I should say city departments now. Mm. But so this was just kind of a way to uh, make it a more formal process so that the commission was clear on what the ask was and the person who's requesting the funds is clear on. Um, what the expectations are. And another difference between this and the social justice racial equity grant is the social justice racial equity grant, the um, recipient receives the full funding. This, for these, mm -hmm. you spend the money and then the city reimburses. Oh, okay. So, so right. there's a few differences. So, yeah, for in, Okay. Right, and these, and correct me if I'm wrong, these are these are amounts that we can approve just as a commission. You know, the racial equity grants are, are just our recommendations have to be approved by the council. Got it, yeah. okay. So because it's that, yep. Appreciate it, thank you. Yep. Uh, and so any other discussion on that event or? Hearing none, so uh, it's been moved and seconded. All in favor of funding the United Action for Youth, say aye. 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 Any opposed? Past. Uh, next one is a funding request for Corville Pride, which is uh, we we this is a similar thing. We funded this last year. Last year was their their Corville's first Pride event, if I'm yeah. if I'm thinking correctly. Yes. Uh, so they are asking for uh, for us to contribute to that again. We would be one of several contributors in order for them to to put on their event. And I know that in addition to some funding, we also you had you know because we had, tabled there last tabled, year. Was it Siri yeah. and yeah. Ashley that manned that? So. I have a question. So the date of the event isn't until September. Do we need to wait until the turnover for the next fiscal year to fund this? Um, I, I, I don't, if you do the, what is it, 500? Mm -hmm. That would be, mm -hmm. yes. Yep. I, I guess to me, I think that's okay. I don't think it's a significant Is that the same amount they asked for last year? That we approved, do you remember? No, I, I don't recall when I looked at the numbers, the only other funding request that I saw the commission had pushed was the United um, Nations um, out of a thousand dinners. Mm -hmm. So that came in and that was 500 too, but I, I don't recall. I don't think we approved this one. I don't think we approved it last year because we we're actually uh, asking them if uh, we asked they them for asked more Coralville clarification, for and they didn't. She never got yeah. back to us on clarification on some things. Yeah, thank you. I'm trying to. I was trying to remember because I, you know, I remember we had a lot of discussion about it since it was their first one. Does he does? Yeah. they didn't put it on there that we didn't They didn't get it last year. Mm. So, and and another question, and I I just didn't look at it closely enough for the SGRE, but. You know, this is the Iowa City Human Rights Commission. This is located in Coralville. Is there, is is that? So does that we make a this, difference? We had, we had, no, yeah, we had this discussion last oh, year too. We debated, okay. we debated we did. some of that okay. too. So, Coralville does not have their own human rights commission or right, those okay. kind of things too. So it's you know we we kind of went back and forth on is this is this kind of outside of our you know what we should be supporting or is it 
you know, close that we're a community partner. Right. You know, right? Well, and yeah. one of the big reasonings last year that was a huge uh, point of discussion was that this is actually um, a fundraiser for the University of Iowa LGBTQ clinic, um, which is at the River Landing, but the University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinics is based out of Iowa City. Mm -hmm. So it has ties mm -hmm. to our okay. community and, and it is, is serving our community. And there's a lot of overlap too between events um, with Coralville and Iowa City. But that was one of the big points I remember from the discussion okay. last year. So what are, because obviously, in the, thank you for reminding me that we, we didn't end up funding this last year. So it, w any. You must have just paid for a table. OK. But, but just to, for transparency, I mean, this, this is not a city of Corville. It's not a city of Corville. It's held in Corville, mm -hmm. and it's very possible that the city of Corville is putting funding towards it. But this is a person. And this is their organization. So I move that we approve the application. A second. Moved and seconded. Any other discussion? All in favor of funding uh, Corville Pride Festival, say aye. 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 Any opposed? Okay. Thirteen seventy-five views. Oh, the okay. two, is it 2000? Of the 2000. Okay, so we still have a little cushion left if we have another request, but we're getting close to the end of the fiscal year. Yeah. Which is okay. good because we're that's about good. at that time anyway. So. Yeah, well, and that's money that we want to be able to support events with. So yes. we yeah. don't leave anything on the table. Uh, next item is the correspondence for the collaboration opportunity with, and remind me, is it Uyghur? Uyghur. Thank you. Uh, the Uyghur Human Rights. So. Um, any action on this, Stephanie, or is it more of just awareness? You know, because I know they at, they asked for more, more individual support from commission members to help, you know, either in donating to their GoFundMe or to uh, promote on social media and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, it, it just kind of listed as discussion to just get a general consensus of, um, you know, whether you want to talk a little more further about it. I think yeah. so. Yes. Yeah. So, so the email that's in our, in your packet, we all should have received through the human rights uh, yes. address as well. So, if, and if you hadn't seen it, so it's a to paraphrase, it's an advocacy group that's you know trying to support the human rights of the Uyghurs in in China. They're planning some lobbying trips and that kind of thing to DC. So they're yeah. they're looking for help and funding, and then just awareness campaign from any of us. So. So there's really no action needed from us besides no, the I think they asked us to help disseminate those. Re I mean, I don't know if they're looking for us to put that on our social media or to communicate it in a, some other way, but they've got a petition that they want, that they've yeah. created and they want signatures for. I don't know if that's something we would do, post that on our social media. Or like something we do collectively as a commission as opposed to, you know, as individual, individual. commissioners. Yeah. 
Because we have the human rights Instagram and. The, the Instagram is technically the office. Okay. Yes. Right. Okay. So this is more us individually wanting to part, if we want to. Yeah, so you could direct me to reach out to them and say, you know, if you want funding, this is what we need to, you know, there's a form that you need to fill out. Yes. Well, yeah, absolutely on that. I mean, I, it doesn't hurt to request. So, you know, and we, and we just mentioned that we have some, some funds left over. So if they're interested in request, so I would want to make sure they're aware of what resources we have that they can apply for, whether that's the, the funding we just talked about or applying for a, a grant for next year. So that'll be coming up before you know it. So, yeah. And I'm sure they're, you know, the, the cause isn't going to go away. So anytime soon. And as someone who works in, in, in this space, um, I can say that uh, their internship with uh, Scholars at Risk is a, is a um, very, very important and well-respected organization in the field. Um, the organization I work for works with Scholars at Risk, and we know the founders, and um, this is a reputable um, organization. Yeah, I, I will second what Jason said about reaching out to them, asking for if they need funding, we can direct them to the resources that we have because I think the email kind of didn't have clarity on what action they wanted from the commissioners. Yep. And certainly we all individually can uh, you know, take that information or go back and, you know, that email and you know, promote, yeah. promote what they're doing on our own individual social medias and, you know, and with mm -hmm. our, the communities that we that we're a part of so yeah sounds good so it was a good reminder for me to show up because i will make a note to do that myself <laughs> so thank you all right uh next one is uh we need a volunteer to accept the national fair housing month proclamation in april and i haven't done one of these for a while myself so i'm i'm happy to take this one unless somebody is really passionate wants to arm wrestle me for it. So. Go for it, Jesse. Please take I it. have done the last two. So. <laughs> I know there's a few of you that have done several since I've done my last one. So, so I'm, I, I, I mentioned last month that somebody had volunteered. I couldn't do that one. I said, I'm due. So I will. Yes. So what's the date of that one, Stephanie? It would be April 5th. April 5th. Make sure, just Next to make week. sure I'm. Before, before I say absolutely yes, so they know what's going on. I'm good. So you put me down for that one. Okay, and then as a related note on that, um, we have several, um, we have complimentary fair housing training, so we have like a beginner one and an advanced one. If anybody wants me to resend those emails out so that um, you want to participate in the training, you certainly can. And then on Thursday, April 14th at 6 p.m., we are screening a documentary called Own that kind of talks about um, the history of inequalities as it comes to housing in the United States. So it's a virtual event, but would a commissioner be interested in uh, just introducing the filmmakers in the on the, if they use something other than Zoom, but I'm just going to call it Zoom. Mm -hmm. but I, I don't, it's not a format I'm not familiar with, but, but it would just be, you know, I could write up some brief, it would probably be about two paragraphs. Mm -hmm. So What's what the date of that? So I could do that. I couldn't stay for the whole movie. And I, I could also do it. I could probably April 11th. You said. 
It's 14. 14. 14. I have class at 7, but I can do it at 6. Okay. I can be a backup if, if, if you end up needing to... Me too, in case. Just in case. Back up of a backup of a backup. Back up of a backup of a backup. <laughs> well, you're all welcome to attend either way. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll be in attendance. And so. having all three of you there as support Great. wouldn't I all be bad. Would wouldn't be, nice be bad either. So. I think I would like to attend. So. I'll resend the link. Are you, are you, are you, are you, oh, it is. Yes. Yeah. This is. Those are your materials. Oh, thank you. Okay. Uh, Next agenda item is the Youth Awards on May. So this is more just a, on here's a reminder, I assume. It's a reminder just to really pump it out in the community. Um, you know, we didn't suffer a lot of nominations for the Human Rights Awards practice, but the youth are struggling. Yeah. And it's to the point where it's like, is this something that is needed in the community and maybe needs to be evaluated next year? Well, I think that's something that maybe Siri can help us with, you know? She's in the art school, maybe we can have some teachers <laughs> nominate some students. Yeah, so I know last week when you put out that call, I did quite a bit of social media and direct messages. I think I connect connected with at least half the school board, most of the city council, a couple of the supervisors, and Ken Brown, who's head of the uh, the school district foundation. And he was going to make sure he sent it to, yeah, he had a list of principals and school administrators that he was going to try to get it to, to try to disseminate through the schools. I but we're still under 10. And I mean, back um, pre-COVID, I mean, we could have anywhere from 55 to Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot. get recognized, and it might be, um, that people don't understand what it is. It's not a competition, so it's not like, you know, we're selecting one person or one person. I mean, if um, somebody nominates a youth that um, submission fits the criteria, then that particular youth is recognized at the event. And I just know with all the climate action, with COVID, with the duration, like I know our kids are out there doing this. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just encouraging the adults to you know, nominated. Yes. Can I ask, can I ask who traditionally like was nominating? Like, was it clear that there was some, like it was typically a certain relationship to the, the young people? Like, was it, was it a lot of teachers, a lot of uh, just? There were uh, teachers, youth organizations, um, advisors to youth groups. I mean, just a, just a lot of different, there wasn't one way we got them, but we're just, and yep. I don't know what it is, but they're just saying it's, people do wait to the last minute, but we still don't tend to get them. What is the deadline again? Uh, April, Friday, April 6th. Okay. No, so I made that up. April uh, 8th. Yeah, so Friday. Week from Friday. Okay. I so, was, sorry. Good. Go I was just thinking I had another idea, like, uh, if we can do a video, just promoting it and then sending it. I know I'll send it to the school, but, like, it would be nice if we can do, as commissioner, even just here, at the end, just a few words about it, and then just we can post that it. You know, because like just the post itself is good for people to read, but then visualizing, you know, yeah. saying it, I think it works best. We, we can have Bijou and no, uh, Siri mm. do a video. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll promote that. <laughs> I mean, I would happily do a video and send it out and like, See? I mean, I, I could do something and introduce myself and as a teacher and yes. encourage. Yeah, but certainly on all our, our individual social media and all that kind of stuff too. I know I was, yes. I had it on, 
I'm and I'm a fuddy duddy, so I'm not on very many platforms. <laughs> so I'm, I'm on, I use LinkedIn and Facebook, which are the only ones I really have a presence on, oh, and wonderful. sent that out and got you know a lot of responses and you know and that kind of thing. But it's hope it's not translating into nominations yet. But, no. Yeah. You know, but please, you know, it, if you're on Instagram and mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> Oh, TikTok. 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 It's where all the kids are now. I don't do Instagram. I don't do TikTok. I don't do any of that. So. I can't. Yep. I think Roger should do a TikTok. I can. I can make this happen. Nominate my soccer team. <laughs> <laughs> we have a social media manager. Tony is the best, yes. You know, Tony like can do it. Tony can. 100,000 followers on TikTok. Oh. Then do it, really? Tony. Wow. Please. Yeah, so, yeah. Light that up. <laughs> I don't even know how to follow on TikTok. Yeah. Just send the video when you do TikTok so we can pass it along. Yeah. I'll get my team together. <laughs> Tony's on it. Okay. And make sure you save the date and for the event as well. Yes. Next one is the Public Works Open House. I'm not sure. I... And yes. what time do we? The Youth Award is. Um, I think it's, so. It's, we're going to try reception first this year, and then go into the awards straight at seven with remarks from um, the mayor. And, you know, the actual program usually. Oh, it's it's at the hill. It will be a little different since it's not at the Eagle, so we won't have you know folks walking the stage. We're just kind of coming up in the order. But um, I don't know. I guess it would be nice to have some initial commissioners there to folks when they're arriving. So I know some people will come early. I'm plan. Do you need any remarks from me? Yes. Okay. Yep. I'm planning on being there anyway, so I'm happy to. When we get a little closer, we can talk about. Yeah, it's on the agenda for April. Okay. Great. Awesome. Next, next agenda item is Public Works Open House. So I'm not sure what this one was. So this is an opportunity for the commission to be present at um, a city-sponsored event. They're doing an open house for public works, many people probably don't even know where it's at. But it is um, oh, yeah. it's on your way to Terry Truth. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the beautiful the building with the changing colors. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, because COVID kind of um, derailed that plan to do earlier. But they're seeking vendors and folks to be their organizations. Um, so it's an opportunity to support the city, but also an opportunity to spread the word about the great work. Yeah, so I think it goes from 8 to 5, I definitely. I would be available to help with that that day. I can squeeze in a couple times. Pretty sure I. I live right there, so I can be there. <laughs> <laughs> like walk across the street. <laughs> pretty much. Did I just create like um, a sign of change? Yes. Please. Yeah, that yeah. was. Yep. If you drive by, it looks like there's transformers in there. Just so you know. 
reminds me of Transformers. <laughs> you have Transformers in there? Yeah, because I store all the, the like city equipment in there. It looks like Transformers. Yes. Yes, we do. Oh, that's... Nope, that's not it. Ah, got it. Oh, good, good reminder. Okay, anything else on that one? 13 is the Social Justice and Racial Equity Grant for FY22. And I assume this is the one we have still on here because at some point we want to talk about um, improvements or changes for for next year. So any any lessons learned and that kind of thing. So I thought we talked we're doing that in April. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's possible that you might be able to do it as part of this. Yeah, that's not a bad that idea. That was what I thought That'd too. Be good. Okay. Since we're doing it anyway, it would well, make sense to roll it into that. Perfect lead into the next topic anyway. So uh, I s so hopefully everybody has seen. So moving on to agenda item 14 for our strategic planning. Uh, obviously, a lot of email has been going out. Um, so so you're no catching up on what we'd done to date. Uh, last month, we talked about uh, sending out some messages with some pre-work and that kind of thing. The, the biggest thing is that Stephanie and I worked together to select a facilitator, So we which which we have, which is uh, Jennifer Horn. I think we're a lot of the Frazier. Frazier, thank you. Uh, we, we talked to a couple different potentials and, and, and decided on her. So she's, as you can see, kind of jumping right in with you know, laying out quite a bit of detail of what we're going to talk about, how that time's going to get used. So make sure you're kind of reading through that and familiarizing yourself with what what activities we'll be doing and what questions she's asking, so that you can come to the you know ready to hit the ground running with some of those discussions. So and thank you everybody for getting in your availability for those. Got, got those on the calendar just today, so that's that's great. So. Yes. And, and I had talked to Jennifer about it, and she plans on making sure that those commissioners who can't attend one or the other, I mean, she's hoping that commissioners who can't participate in one, mm -hmm. but that she will um, um, make effort to keep you up to date and keep you part of the conversation. Because she does understand that it's not always easy to give up. You know, what would in essence be three? Well, in May, you'd actually be giving up four meetings because you have a regular meeting Thank you. And if you can't make it for the full time, if you, you can make it for part of it, that's all viable. So if you can, if you, even an hour of that is worth it if you can make it for that amount of time. So any questions on that activity or? Looking forward to it. Jennifer's yeah, a good. dynamic uh, facilitator. 
<coughs> and I haven't met Jennifer before, but we're going to connect, I think, next week you know, to, to chat as well. So, and I'm, but I hear really positive things about her work, yep. and so that'll be hopefully keep that really interesting and, and valuable work too. Okay. I coach your daughters in soccer, so. Of course they are. That's how I connect with a lot of people. I coach their kids. <laughs> you have like, you, you, almost everybody in the community is no more than two degrees of separation through That's soccer. Right. Yes. <laughs> coach their kids, both of them. Uh -huh. uh, finally, staff and commission announcements. So we'll start with uh, commissioners. So anyone have any uh, anything to announce or anything that they want to share? Do we want to start with commissioners or staff since we forgot last time? I put, I put a note on here, remember staff, so I'm not going to forget. <laughs> I know I blew that last time. So. Well, I can go, I suppose. Um, so as I mentioned in my brief little intro, for my practicum with RVAP, we're coming up on Sexual Assault Awareness Month, which is the entire month of April. I've been helping plan a bunch of events and will probably be in, all up in all of your inboxes uh, <laughs> and emails to let you know about events that we're planning all throughout the community. We do a lot of collaborations with other organizations and agencies, and we're trying to shift our focus this year from a, a lot of programming in the past has been very focused on the very real, um, very terrible aspects of what it is like to be a victim of sexual violence. But this year, we really wanted to focus on empowering victims and showing that there is so much and, and so many amazing things that survivors do after trauma um, and amazing and resilient ways in which we process and heal through trauma. So I'm really excited to be a part of this work and um, hopefully some of y'all can make it to events or show support in other ways that would be much appreciated yes i recently i recently joined the justice social justice committee at gloria day it's not a ministry thing but serving it's an advocacy group um, so then i started reading and i read um, purpose of power by alicia garza um, and she invited me to think about words like ally advocate and um, come on, what's the other one? Ad, uh, stir it up. It starts with an A. Um, <laughs> Activist? No, it's more than that. It's anyway. And then that led me to read 1619 Project again. This time, I'm going to listen to it. Mm. Um, it's interesting that Hannah Jones really talks fast. Um, so uh, that's inspiring. And then. You know, that cover story in the Gazette on Sunday about the housing at Forest View and Sarah Barron certainly has my attention. Uh, and I liked reading the significance of housing as a human right, and we need to really carry that torch. Any other announcements? Uh, well, I just returned from Congo, and uh, as you know, March was Women's uh, Month. And uh, I took part in the celebration of all the women uh, in a professional setting in Congo because, as you know, uh, Africa used to be the men's world. You know, the men work and the women stay home. So all that is shifting and it's changing. We have so much, so many more women in the workforce. So celebrating that, it was impactful. And uh, for me to see that, it was actually exciting to see. I always say, you know, if you want a better country, you need to have a woman as a president because mm -hmm. they're nurturer. So to see that shift, 
in in Africa, it's really building something that maybe you know maybe our grandkids can uh, enjoy that uh, development one day. So it was good. I think I'm gonna go after that just because of <laughs> March was International Women's Day. On March 12th, uh, we marched all downtown, all the way to the police. Um, we had like supposed to have 50 people join, but I guess it was spring break. A lot of people went out of town. Um, some of the women who actually were marching for wanted to come, unfortunately, at the last minute uh, because of fear of what was going to happen. They didn't want to come, but there was some people that came, um, and it was nice. So from what Roger is saying, seeing women now coming out and and speaking through action, through marching, through uh, meetings, I think it's great. Um, I would like to talk to Ashley later on about sexual assault. We want to do another march uh, next month. And I like your idea about the victim and speaking about encouraging instead of, you know, what sexual assault is and what's next for those people to support the people that have been through, you know, sexual assault and encourage them and let them know that there's resource, there's people, and yeah, it's hard, but it's okay. When do we speak on behalf of them? You know, we speak about the issue, but then how about the, the people that's going through that? So we want to have another one next month and, and figure out what's going on. And just support, if anybody can support. I know I sent my invitation last minute. <laughs> I, I saw we were, we were traveling, so I was like, Yeah, ah, no, I that's that. okay. <laughs> I, was very, I was very, very busy, you know, but it turned out to be good so wonderful the message yeah. went out so that's good yeah. yeah um this this month has been especially busy for myself and some of the colleagues i work with as we uh, launched uh, another emergency student fund for ukrainian students um, and um, we're able to raise close to a million dollars to provide wow. grants to university students, international students here, here in the United States studying, um, and obviously their funding and their lives um, and, and their families back home um, have been uprooted and, and the there's a, certainly a financial burden for them. So we're um, working to the nomination deadline. We, we took um, every university in the United States could um, submit up to five nominations for their Ukrainian students and then we'll start to do selection and awards in the coming weeks. That's awesome. Good work. Oh, I just have one. I'm, I'm wearing my, uh, which I don't do this every day, but I'm wearing my 20 year uh, service ring. So, because you know, once I hit 20 years, I get one of these. Yeah, so <laughs> thank you. Uh, so I'm, I'm wearing this today because it's uh, Vietnam Veterans Day. Uh, so uh, it's a, a national one. So in, uh, that one's in particular interesting. I'm, I'm old enough that I've, I, when I started serving, there were still Vietnam vets that were actively serving. And so I had some overlap with some of them and heard some of their stories. And so and in, in particular because of the nature of that conflict and the uh, besides the all the tr the trauma of war that they would have experienced, like anybody who's been in combat, uh, they they did not experience the same level of support that many other you mm -hmm. know, veterans of, of the different conflicts have. So, uh, just trying to raise, aware raise awareness for that today. And if you have anybody in your lives or in your circle that have anybody that served, but particularly today that have served in, that served in the Vietnam era or in that conflict, then reach out to them and. Uh, 
encourage them to tell their stories or to mm -hmm. you know to talk about what they've done and, and thank them for their service. So, anybody else have anything? I remember the other word that starts with A. <laughs> yes. Agitate. Uh, good. <laughs> good. Ally, advocate, and agitate. Ali, go ahead. Uh, yes, uh, uh, the next uh, month, I think maybe in April 2nd, we are going to uh, celebrate Ramadan with the Muslims. Mm -hmm. yeah. That starts Sunday, right? Saturday. Saturday? Okay. So, and we have, we have uh, our location in Coralville, 106 Ferris Avenue. And I don't know when, but uh, all the students committee eating together the food like around 7.30 p.m. maybe. So it's going to be a good chance if uh, anyone here can join us that food. And uh, that's the biggest uh, meeting for all the community. And we can share our uh, programs from the Human Rights Commission for them. Yeah. I will let Stephen win the date that they yeah. selected. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, please. Yep. You said, you said the location was, did you say 106? Yeah, 106 Ferris Avenue. Yeah, in Coralville. Coralville. Let you know when. Daisy, do you have anything to share? Um, so as you may or may not have seen, we lost the PB&J drive. Um, so Chief Liston did get a pie to the face. I saw the video. It was very nice. Huh. Did he get it by the face? I did not. Chief Liston did. It was... Um, Next year, you're on the list. We, we assumed it was going to be a whipped cream pie. It was like peanut butter and jelly. So, <laughs> that was kind of gross because it was hot that day. So he, he took it like a champ. But we did not win. Um, but we will try to do that again because we got close. We, have a, we got a little less than a ton in donations between us and the county. Um, so community was super grateful because that's, that's a lot of staple foods for families um, and a good source of protein. And apparently they can't buy jelly because it's not, it doesn't have nutritional value. So this is a really big drive for them um, okay. because they, they can't buy jelly and you're not just gonna eat peanut butter by itself. Um, <laughs> the Kites for Kids event for Iowa City is coming up for April 23rd, that'll be something that uh, myself and Rakisha from Parks and Rec are planning. It's also going to be Earth Day, so we'll have some um, fun Earth Day activities, but the main component is to prevent child abuse. So the Preventing Child Abuse Johnson County and Community Partnerships Protecting Children Johnson County boards um, come together and put those events together. Uh, I serve as a liaison on that board as well, and I got told to lead the event. So April 23rd, Kites for Kids, Riverfront Crossings Park, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Um, we will have Mark's, Marco's Grilled Cheese there, so first mm. come, first serve. Um, it'll be free. We're trying to get folks fed while they're there. Um, and we'll have a good time. And then next meeting, I will bring another new member. Um, his name is Joshua Debusu. He started, it's week four now, so a couple weeks ago. He is a part-time version of me with a focus on our immigrant and refugee communities. Um, he will come the next meeting and introduce himself, stick around, and I think it'll be really good for him to interact with all of you, just to know the different groups. Um, but that's all I have. Okay. Thank you. Thank Great. You. Look forward to meeting him. I saw the announcement about that, so I'm excited to, to meet him. Stephanie. 
Do you know him? Sure. No, I don't. That's got to be a first. Do you? Does the movie start at 6.30? Human? Over its film scene? Correct. No. I'm sorry, it took me a minute to... The movie tonight. Yeah. Correct. So I might be tardy. Or <laughs> <laughs> we're wrapping up. Any anything else from anyone? And all right. I oh go ahead. I don't know if we can take a picture. Because we're all here. <laughs> <laughs> that very rarely happens. I'll be sure. If it's okay. Do we need you a want picture? To, you want to stick around yeah, everywhere and take a quick picture? Sitting, no, just the way we're sitting here. Oh, oh you okay. just want to stay a picture here? Yes, just us. I mean, everybody. Well, I can give someone my phone, and then I can email it to Stephanie. Social media has to be square. What? I'm just thinking. I don't, yeah, I don't know how to do that. Mr. Ramble, square. I, I can try. Yeah, those are hard. Yeah. I think Tony can do it. I can. I can. Are we gonna do a panoramic? <laughs> he got. Oh, just do it as a wide angle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the first to do that. Okay, so uh, entertain a motion to adjourn. So moved. Second. All in favor. Aye. Aye. We are adjourned. <laughs>